Hey there, film clubbers. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Tumblr at Fangirl Film Club. And for exclusive content, early access to episodes, and all kinds of other goodies, you can support us on Patreon. Recorded live in front of a feline audience. Coming to you from coast to coast, it's the Fangirl Film Club. The Fangirl Film Club is a podcast created by adults and featuring adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fangirl Film Club, the movie podcast where we go deep down the resume of all your fangirl faves. And let me tell you, we've seen some shit. We sure have. Hi, everybody. I'm Emily, one of your co-hosts. I'm joined coast to coast like butter on toast with my beautiful co-host. Mia. 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 Hi. Hi, friend. Um, so this was your pick, but I feel like you picked it for me. I'm sorry. Because you picked this movie for my Blorbo. (laughs) I don't think you should apologize. I thought it was fine. I didn't dislike it. (laughs) It wasn't painful for me, but I, I could be, you know, Mm -hmm. watching through the, through the Blorbo glasses. (laughs) For all 20 seconds of Blorbo. (laughs) know i mean this is actually this is now the second one i would say that we've done that's like classic fangirl film club i would never have even heard of this movie had i not been on joseph quinn's imdb page (laughs) and he's barely in it (laughs) this is exactly what the fangirl film club is about you watch a whole mediocre film for two minutes of your favorite special little guy that's what it is. That's why we're here. Yeah. That's Two minutes why of his we're character, here. And when it comes to screen time, far, far less. But. Oh, yes. His his character was alive for <laughs> the first two minutes of the film. And he had two lines, uh, which he delivered beautifully. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are talking about this week, the 2018... I don't know if this used to be a video game or this was a video game, but it doesn't matter. It's Overlord, uh, written by Billy mm-hmm. Ray and Mark L. Smith, directed by Julius Avery and produced by J.J. Abrams. Bad Robot. Uh, which is absolutely what they led with in the uh, in the advertising. Because I watched a couple trailers and they're like, from J.J. Abrams. And I'm like, okay, it's not... He just wrote a check. Like... He didn't. Really did he? They slapped his producer title yeah. at the top, and that's yeah. that's about it. They put the bad robot company uh, thing at the beginning, and that's great. That's fine. Obviously, they needed the funding, but you know, I hate when they do that. They do that with the the uh, Conjuring movies too. James Wan, anytime he's like, he's, okay, remotely he did the involved one, right? with a horror movie. Oh yeah, no, he's he's done the Conjuring movies, but like. Anytime mm-hmm. James Wan is remotely involved with anything, and it's usually like the fourth EP, they're like, mm-hmm. from the genius that brought you the Conjuring movies. <laughs> I'm like, it's not from him, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the worst horror movies you're going to see in the next five years. And that's just always what it is. And I'm always so disappointed because I'm like, ah, James Wan, you didn't do this. You didn't do this to me. Although James Wan did do Malignant. He did Malignant to you, didn't he? He did. And, he did that uh, to me. Aquaman? Personally. <laughs> he did offend me personally with Malignant and with Aquaman. Um, 
Yeah, I can't forgive him for that. Malignant was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. I got <laughs> five minutes into it. I rarely turn movies off. And I got five minutes into it. And I, I looked over at Jared. And he looked like he's ready to eat his own tongue. And I was like, we can turn this off. <laughs> he was like, thank you. <laughs> I haven't even bothered with it. I haven't even tried. It's like when every like and people were hailing it as this like brilliant thing they're like it's such fun satire it's such you know it's making fun of itself i'm like it it's not that funny <laughs> it's too bad to be funny like it's just it's, if you want something that's awful. kind of funny but also really fucked up like i think barbarian is up there for me this is our yeah, fangirl film yeah, club recommendation <laughs> had some had some good stuff um already we've we've spiraled uh <laughs> <laughs> spiraled off course anyway but overlord. Um, anyway overlord 2018 uh julius avery gave us this um and it is a world war ii monster movie yes all things i love um and it and it has it has my little my little special guy in it my little special guy joseph Quinn, special guy with the guy. babiest face he's just a real guy yes. <laughs> The babiest face I've ever seen. He looked like he was 11 years old. Um, so why don't you tell us uh, what you think the pitch? Why don't you pitch this movie to me, Mia? Let me, yes. let me give you some of my J.J. Abrams money. J.J. <laughs> <laughs> Abrams money. Emily, yeah. New York's hottest club is Overlord, and it has everything. Approximately 20 seconds of screen time for Joseph Quinn. A healthy combination of Inglorious Bastards, Wolfenstein, and Resident Evil, U.S. Agent Jane, uh, John Walker, not Jane Walker, John Walker, and a charming little main unit. Money, please. <laughs> they did have a sweet little unit. I was like, I mean, they kept dying horribly. Like, the yeah. first, well, because uh, uh, the, the, um, the writer oh God, guy. Louis. From yeah, Louis from from uh, fucking interview with a vampire. I was like, oh yay, he's in this. Mm. No, he's not. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, like his character was named was Dawson, I, so it was like Dawson's yeah. Creek. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I guess I, I guess I shouldn't get attached to anybody. Yeah. Mm. Like, oh, that's um, me. I'm also from a little country town, and I like to write. Oh. I like to write I first. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey. Um all right, let me tell you what let me tell you all what happened in this in this little film here. I like I said, I kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> so I don't know. Um okay. all right. I mean there's it's odd. It's a weird feeling to be like, I liked a movie that we watched in the Fangirl Film Club, but I kind of did. Other than Newsies. That's I mean, okay. I feel like if we had come into, you know, oh, the Newsies, Newsies episode had been like, yeah. Psh, no. That's, Newsies, Newsies shouldn't have even been on. Flawless. <laughs> flawless films. Flawless cinema, if ever there was. But, all right. So, let me tell you what went down in Overlord. I have two pages of notes. Not full, like one Sheesh. whole page. I just, I just write big. <laughs> I write in big purple marker because I'm a child. <laughs> All right. Well, Mia, 
on the day before D-Day, a plane of soldiers are on their way to destroy a single signal jamming tower on top of a church in France. The plane is destroyed and only four men survive and none of them are Joseph Quinn. So I'm immediately less invested. Uh, Boyce, Ford, Tibbet and Chase are the four who survive. They move forward toward the tower. They meet Chloe, who lets them stay at the house with her little brother and her disfigured, grotesque by Nazis aunt. Uh, Chase and Tibbet go do something else and Boyce and Ford hide and watch Chloe almost get raped by a Nazi before they intervene. They're like, no, you can't do this. And then they take the rapist hostage. Boyce goes on a goes to rendezvous and get Chase and Tibbet back. And then he finds hella monsters being made in the lab under the church, including a big vat of black tar and like a magic serum that maybe can raise the dead. So he takes that. Uh, he finds one more soldier, the sweet Jewish boy Rosenfeld. And I was so happy to see him. Uh, not dead. He rescues him, brings him back to the house. Chase and Tippett are back. All five of them, inter- uh, they're trying to interrogate and they torture the rapist. He's not giving them any shit. He tries to escape. Whoops. He kills Chase. Uh, but Boyce is like, hey, I got this anti-dead serum. Injects him. Uh, oh, fuck no. Nope, sorry. It's a violent zombie <laughs> serum. So he is technically alive again, but he's a gross, violent zombie. Uh, so they have to kill him again. It happens. Uh, so it turns out, of course, obviously, the Germans have been experimenting on the poor French villagers. They're trying to create an unkillable army for the Fuhrer using this magic tar that f- flows under the city. They didn't really get too much into that. Um, but so anyway, so the five of them get into the church. There's a big fight with like a meat hook and the rapist turns into a big bad zombie. And then he injects uh, Ford. So then Ford's like, blow this bitch up. Go take it. So Boyd blows everything up. Ford dies. All the monsters are dead. Germans are stuck inside. Everybody dies. Everybody's fine. Uh, So then at the end of the movie, Boyce gets debriefed and he leaves anything out about the tar and the lab and the monsters because Ford's one wish was that nobody should have the magic serum and that not even the good people. So he leaves all of that out, says there's no reason to execute any of that. And instead of sending them all home because they're all traumatized and injured, they're like, get back to the war, friends. <laughs> and that's that on that. The end. <laughs> the end. Now, <sighs> could we classify this as not only a magic serum, but a super soldier serum? You know, I... In my, it was not listed, but I just had to make a note of it in my little trivia section. This is yet another <laughs> instance of Wyatt Russell playing a character who gets juiced with a super soldier serum. If I had a nickel, <laughs> I'd have two, but it's weird that it happened twice. Uh, yeah, no, I would consider this a super soldier serum. In fact, when I saw what they were doing, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, it's just Captain America again. <laughs> yep. Is that all the Nazis did in their spare time? Like, just, yeah, we have to make, make crazy, bulky, like, just feed them better. (laughs) Just feed your guys better and let them take breaks. You're already raping and pillaging the villagers. Like, (laughs) you're already like a scourge on the earth. At least treat your own people better. Fuck. But no, you have to turn them into monster zombies. It's 2024. We can't reason with Nazis still. That's true. No, I mean, why am I sitting here trying to <laughs> trying to make it's them better at years, being Nazis? 90 years. <laughs> 90 years. Uh, I think they've made their point and we've we've had we've listened to all they're going to. We listened to all we're going to listen to on, about them. Um, yeah, you're right. No, I should not be sitting contribute. here. <laughs> should not be sitting here uh, trying to, you know, help them, trying to help them workshop their world domination plan and be better at their jobs that's 
not a great look for me. Um, so surprise cameos, though, not just my baby boy. Yes. Uh, with his two lines in the uh, in the airplane, but the sergeant, uh, Bokeem, what is his last name? Emery Giggles. Um, <laughs> Bokeem Woodbine, um, who I uh. love and everything he's ever been in including like a guest spot on an episode of CSI Miami in 2007, which was great. But he was also the, I mean, who uh, doesn't? the police chief in the most recent Ghostbusters movie. And I knew it was him as soon as he started Ooh. talking. They, they hadn't, they hadn't shown his face yet. And I was like, Oh, I know that voice. And I was so happy that it was him. And then of course he died. He survived. He survived long enough to be a badass while he was getting killed. Like he was just like, oh fuck it, whatever. Yeah. Does anybody have a cigarette? <laughs> and then they all shot him to shit. Being a dick but to Nazis, was... yeah. Till the very the last second, I was like, yeah, yeah, balls of steel. This guy. You should be a dick to you should be a dick to Nazis. We should all be dicks yeah, no. to Nazis. <laughs> really, I think we're in this situation <laughs> we're in right now is because we weren't quite dicks enough to Nazis. Could be to be perfectly yeah. honest. <laughs> yeah. We're in this current political strife. <laughs> Because 90 years ago, we weren't quite mean enough. Um, uh, all right. The little found family unit, though. Your thoughts? Yes. They were so cute. They were. They were so sweet. They were Just so like cute. The disadvantaged New York unit, pretty much. It's like, <laughs> here's the black kid who's the lead, and he's got the heart of gold, and he's so sweet. And then a little Jewish was- boy, and then a little Italian boy. He was, uh, it was Will Reeves from Watchmen. Yeah, Is our main character. Will yes. Will Reeves. Yeah. I was like, oh, I know him. Mm. And he was wonderful. He was wonderful as Will Reeves. He was wonderful here. Um, He's a great he actor. Great. He should be in more He's stuff. A great actor. Absolutely. He should be in more stuff. Get on 2018 it. 2018 was a good year for him. <laughs> yeah, it Hollywood was. Uh, more. Joe- Joven Adepo could be Joven Adepo or Jovan, but I'm saying Joven because that's how it looks. Joven mm-hmm. Adepo um, should be in more stuff. Hollywood. Best lines. Get on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when the little boy like rolled him the baseball and he like smelled it the and said baseball. it smells like home. All Americans play baseball. Yeah. Yeah. He thought all Americans played baseball. He was so cute. I was certain he was... <laughs> I was certain he was bound for the fire <laughs> as soon as I world. saw him. I was like, oh, he's going to die horribly. Chapter, Go find it. <laughs> he's going to die horribly. He didn't, though. Spoiler alert. If you're worried, it's like a does the dog die dot com kind of situation. No, no. He did not die. He he survived. He had some. Uh, he came close. <laughs> he had some strife. But yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. He did not get he turned to live into with a, that horrifying aunt for who knows how long. God knows how long. That's some strife if I've ever heard of it. God knows how long. Because they didn't say how long she'd been back, right? <laughs> I mean, it could have been a day that no. she was gooey. <laughs> yeah. But Ew. anyway. <laughs> Sticky. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to call her gooey, but she was. Um, she was a zombie thing, too. Um, 
But okay, so since we're talking about the unit and the little Italian man, I do yes. have my first Oscar of the night, if you wouldn't mind me giving it out. Give it out. All right, good. Um, sorry, you froze for a second. Uh, all right, I am giving my first Oscar of the night to our Italian friend, John Magaro, for the best Max Casella impression I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I thought I was watching, if I closed my eyes, Truly, Racetrack was in that the unit. The whole time I was watching it, I was like, this is Benny from The Sopranos. Racetrack was yeah. in this movie. <laughs> it's like... Next generation. What is he doing here? No, he sounded exactly like him. It was amazing. Amazing. <sighs> so that was uncanny. Nice. And I looked him up as I do with IMDb, as we all do with IMDb. Mm-hmm. And he was in The Many Saints of Newark as the young Silvio Dante. Which I'm like, mm. if they had had a young Benny, that would just be Benny. It's the same guy, same voice, same character. Same, same guy, same voice, same character. I actually, I looked up to see if he was in some way related to Max Casella (laughs) because it was shocking. It was shocking how much he sounded like him. I was amazed. (laughs) And then, no, he's just, he's just a normal Italian guy. um, Italian Jewish kid. They need to be in a movie together. They need to be in a show together, I think. They do. Let's make it happen. Let's You'll let's never write know something which for one's them. talking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's write something for him and confuse the hell out of everybody. Um, also, cameo, I was not expecting, uh, Leo Fitz Ooh. from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> oh, yes. He was Chase. Yeah. He was, a, he was the yeah. sweet little photographer who got turned into a bone-cracking zombie. <laughs> Right away. <laughs> right away. Right away. It was horrific. It was gross. Worst. I mean, the it, worst. It was so gross. It's a gross movie. It might be that might be one of the one of the grossest zombie transformations. It also took a really long time. Like as yeah. as fast as it happened in the movie, the transition itself was about 45 seconds too long. <laughs> it's like uh Cause he's just like running into walls and shit and like snapping his own neck back and forth and just. (laughs) I will say a great piece of trivia is that that whole scene, as we were saying um, before we started recording, completely practical. There was Hmm? not a lot of CG to that scene. Yes, that was something that I I saw too. Uh, Uh, Yes. Yeah. That they they wanted the better reactions, as you get with practical effects. So I assume that means they took Leo Leo Fitz's head and just ripped it off and then put it back on a couple times, and he was fine. Yeah, sent him back to Agents of Shield. (laughs) Send him back to that shit show of an ending. Not going to be salty about that. Not going to be salty. It's not the time or place. Neither the time nor the place for Agents of Shield. Salt. Salt. Um, do you have any other Oscars? Do you have any Oscars? I guess I should say. I did not come up with any Oscars today. I do have a couple of best worst lines, though. Okay, I have a couple of those, too. I will give out my second Oscar, though, <laughs> and it's kind of a basic one. Uh, yes. 
which is just most face and head explosions in a movie (laughs) I think I've ever seen. They were blowing up faces and heads left and right. Just like popping them like balloons. It was disgusting. (laughs) It was disgusting. There was so much head explosion. (laughs) Unnecessary, honestly. Yeah, poor Leo Fitz's head. Just (laughs) demolished. (sighs) Just demolished. He was so cute. I mean, they they shot him to shit. (laughs) And then, and then... Uh, Boyce was like, nope, you're not dead yet. You're not dead enough. I have to turn you into a paste. Ugh. He was right. I mean, he was right. He did save them with the paste. But then what's his, the rapist got his half his face blown off, which was cr- and then didn't die because he was full of zombie juice. Um, That was gross. <laughs> it was a gross yeah. movie. I'm not even talking about the lab the yet. Worst. <laughs> I'm not even talking about the monster lab with like the zippered bag of flesh. Yeah. How, how, how does that work? I don't know. It was, it was so like, so horrific, but, but obviously not like, Mm -hmm. like it didn't, it didn't haunt me. It's not going to stick with me for a long time. Like the human centipede, but, uh, the, the scene where, okay, so so Boyce is going to rendezvous. I kind of glossed over this, but so if you're if you haven't seen this, Boyce is going to rendezvous with Tibbet and Chase, yes, and bring them back or go to the church or whatever. And he gets into the church underneath and he finds the lab, and it's just like a carnival of horrors. And there's one part where, like, he's obviously can tell, you know, that they've been experimenting on the villagers and they're doing all these kinds of like gross things. Like, there's like a head with no body like she's like a spinal cord and a head and she's still talking yep. that was awful um but there's like a big yep. like bag of like it's a flesh bag like a bag of flesh but it had a zipper on it yep and why yep. would you do this <laughs> he's like yeah you know what i'm gonna unzip this <laughs> yep. and see what happens well, and what happens come out <laughs> <laughs> this is a very juicy movie um <laughs> There was a lot of juice. Um, and then this scene was no exception. This head scene probably had the most juice. Um, it was gross. But yeah, then like some monster popped out and he was like, oh, zip that back up. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Lord. I don't know. It, it, it set the tone that they wanted to set, which was like, hey, these these Nazis are extra bad. gross i think yes not only are they bad they're gross (laughs) it's bad enough that you're a fucking nazi do you have to be disgusting about it too yes they did um i was also personally glad that there was no overt romance between chloe and boyce i mean i thought they were kind of cute like little flirty flirt but if they had like forced some kind of instant connection i would have been pissed yeah we're not trauma bonding that far today not today not on the first day no um what are your what are your best worst lines let's talk about those best worst lines yeah best worst lines 
I only have two. Okay, me too. Um, so one is when they're investigating the dog at the beginning. Uh-huh. And both of them are from Tibet, by the way. So the first one is when they're investigating the dog, and he goes, that's not normal. <clears throat> because there's, like, a sack of dog juice, like human juice, inside of the dog. I did love when they were like, like, what the fuck is that? It's like an eyeball. <laughs> there's, like, that's, like, too many eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but- that felt like improv. It felt good. The first hint that, hint that something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Too many eyes. It's an eyeball or some shit. Too many eyes on this thing. Yeah. yeah that was not normal. What was your other one from Tibbet? Uh, the other one is when he's talking about the brother and he's like, we got to put a bell on this little fucker or something. That was mine too. <laughs> I love that one. That's so cute. Especially because the little boy ends up just like idolizing him. And he's just like, they're like besties by the end. They're playing cards together. He does and he's like chewing he gum does. with him. He does they're everything so that he does. It was so cute. He's saying all the same things. He's got all his mannerisms. So I was like, no. Put his <laughs> little helmet on. Mm-hmm. He was so sweet. But yeah, he, as soon as he said that, I was like, no, oh, they're going to be, if this, if this child doesn't die a horrific death, they're going to be besties for the resties. Thankfully, yes. I was right. <laughs> Thankfully, I was right. Um, my other best worst line, because yes, Jesus, we got to put a little bell, put a bell on this little fucker, uh, was top. But my, uh, my other one was a Wyatt Russell line from the very beginning because um, he was so mean and dark and tortured. Uh, so serious. <laughs> it was so unnecessarily dramatic when he says something about like boys asking him about friends or something and uh, his response was yeah well friends die. <laughs> okay. Okay Ford we get it. You're dark. You're dark and twisty. You probably You're killed so a lot hard, of people. Wyatt Russell. So hard Wyatt Russell. You have a scar. <laughs> I, weirdly enough, because normally he doesn't do it for me, but I, I was like kind of into him in this movie. <laughs> I was like, all right, I could, I could get behind that. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Usually he doesn't do it for me. He certainly Allegedly, didn't do it for me. He had mono. Yeah. I'm starting yeah. to think that you I looked lost up a the bunch trivia of weight, this but week. But he had a very round also? face in this one. Like, <laughs> you were supposed you. to do reviews? Is that what happened? I'm sneaky. Did you look up trivia? <laughs> did you? Did I got you reviews look up and then I got sneaky. State of reviews? Yeah, I did. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't still. have any. Okay, well, good. Because like... I don't have. I'm running out of trivia to share at the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah, apparently he had mono and he lost like 25 pounds <laughs> while filming this movie. Um. <clears throat> But, yeah. But he has a cute little round face. It's, he's so <clears throat> Kurt Russell. It's, it's, again, it's shocking. Yes. I mean, that wouldn't at least make sense because this is dad. But, yeah, like, yeah. sounds just like him, looks just like him. That fucking jaw, <laughs> that Kurt Russell jaw. The good hair. <clears throat> the good, he's got good hair. He's got really good hair. He's got good Kurt Russell hair. Um, but yeah, he's just a clone, which is 
great, <laughs> but also upsetting because they were just in Monarch together on Apple Plus, mm. Apple TV, whatever the fuck it's called. And I was so excited because he is playing they're playing the same character just like 50 years apart and i was so excited because i was like finally mm-hmm. yes that makes perfect sense i'm so excited to see them like be the same character and you know whatever and it was so fucking boring i there was like that's what i heard ugh, it was so boring it had so much potential and it was so dull and uh, they clearly didn't know where they wanted to go with it. And I think that's like a thing with Apple, I've noticed, with the exception of like Severance mm-hmm. and maybe one or Ted two Lasso. other shows. Ted, yeah. All right. Severance and Ted Lasso. Other other than that, it's like they get halfway through a first season and they're like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I guess we could have this happen. You know who was great, though I haven't seen the show, <laughs> was Michelle Dockery in that one like lawyer show where wasn't her husband Defending a lawyer Jacob? or something and their son like kills somebody or something yeah michelle Defending Jacob. uh-huh do you, do you know who michelle else Dockery in that show do you know what no i don't <laughs> don't care to know are we not gonna say his name he who must not be named isn't now? that kid from it uh, i in that one also weirdly enough big big shock i did watch defending jacob and it was one of those things because they Jaden Martell was the was Jacob, the yes. possible murderous child. Um, yeah. And like if he wasn't so obviously guilty <laughs> from this, like the first scene, I was like, oh, that child's a murderer. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know what the show was about yet. I was like, that kid's going to murder or rape somebody <laughs> like that's what's going to happen. And then like 10 minutes later, a child is dead. Uh <laughs> And his yeah. knife is missing. Um, and like, I read something where the director had like pulled him aside and was like, okay, Jaden, here's the thing. You decide if Jacob did it or not. And don't ever oh. tell anybody. But I want you to oh, act okay. how you, like you make that decision and then you play this character accordingly. And it's like, it doesn't matter what he picked. Like, he could have said, like, no, I'm going to pretend like I'm going to act like, you know, like Jacob's innocent. He is the guiltiest, creepiest looking yeah. kid. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you no, wrote him he guilty did already. You, <laughs> you designed and guilty. directed him guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's a cool acting. It's a cool director's, you know, choice that you, you made there, but it didn't pay off. Um, Michelle Doherty mm-hmm. was, was great in that, though. <laughs> she was. She Awesome. Perfect. She had a, a rough no role of mom of murderous child. <laughs> and having to play off of opposite of somebody else that we're not going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. This is a gross man. Some gross man. Oh, some gross man. Lord. Um, Technically old enough to father his own wife. I knew it was going to happen. I knew as soon as you brought up defending Jacob that we were going to mention his most recent sin. Old enough to father his own wife. Gross. It's child bride. Um, What do you want to talk about? Tomatoes or budget? <laughs> to get the fuck off of this topic. Because... Blah. Money? Tomatoes. Do you want to guess you want? tomatoes? Yeah, 
I'll guess tomatoes. Um, all right. I feel like the audience might have liked this more. Is that, is that, am I on the right track? That's no? false. No. That's incorrect. <laughs> okay. All right. So the critics liked it more or was it a equal? Critics liked it more. <clears throat> critics liked it more? Yeah, the critics or was were it? fonder okay. of this one. Okay. Yep. Um, so, okay. Uh, all right. I want to say critics gave it. Oh, they probably weren't super generous either, to be perfectly honest. Oh, 49%? Not certified fresh? 82%. What? <laughs> certified fresh. I would not have given it that. As as decent as it was, I would not have given it an 82%. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, good job. Decent is a great word <clears throat> to describe this movie. Decent. <laughs> and decent only. Good job, Julius. Uh, I'm glad that your your film got an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. My God. Really? Some of the things that they have done to movies that are actually good, <laughs> they're like this yeah. line drive of mediocrity gets a B minus. No, <laughs> no, that's not fair. Mm. Well, did, did the audience? What did the audience think? Was I closer there? The audience gave it a. <laughs> the audience gave it a solid D, sixty-seven okay. percent. All right, still. Ooh. I guess I didn't so, like it as much as I thought I did. Pretty high. <laughs> That's yeah. I mean, but isn't isn't over sixty still certified fresh? Everybody certified this fresh. Isn't sixty over? I don't know. It is certified uh, fresh I, according to Rotten Tomatoes, but no, okay. I don't. I I don't know. I what believe you. I think it's over sixty because it's not. <laughs> They don't they don't give it to you for for like mm. 50, 55. So I think it, I think 60 is the threshold, um, which still doesn't seem like it should be fresh. <laughs> it's a D. Yeah. We're grading on a curve from a from grading perspective. Um, all right. Do you have here. do you have reviews for me? I'd like to hear what people have to say about this. Yeah, I only picked. Uh, I picked nice reviews because the bad ones were boring. OK. <laughs> Um, Brian Lloyd from entertainment.ie says, when you come right down to it, Overlord is a big, dumb action horror movie that so clearly wears its influences on its sleeve, is so clearly enjoying the ridiculousness ridiculousness of itself that it's hard not to love it. It's, yeah, it's true. (laughs) It looked like it was having fun being so gross. Yes, very gross. Um, And then Matt Chipola. Matt Cipolla Cipolla from Film Monthly says it mostly juggles its aspirations instead and its central conceit is a trashily fun if not completely original gimmick but it takes too long to show up. Trashily fun. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. That's fine. I agree with that. I feel like that's very apt to Guns Akimbo. Very trashy. Yes. Very fun. Lots of trash in I've, that movie. Yeah, I feel like we've been we've been in the dumpster for a couple weeks now here on the here in the Fangirl Film Club. We've been in the trashy action movie. Yeah. Can we watch something clean for a little bit next week? 
Uh, I'll try. Well, we'll see. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny you should ask for that word specifically. Um, Something right, not how steeped much, in trash. How much money? <laughs> Don't make me tap the sign. <laughs> we deal with trashy movies here, Mia. That's what we do, okay? <laughs> we watch trash on this on this podcast. You can't you can't ask too much. Um, how much money do you think JJ Abrams gave Julius to make this film? I'm gonna say thirty-four million. Close without going over. It was thirty-eight million. Ooh. We're getting better. Okay. We're getting better at guessing. Right. I think the practical we know how effects. Money works. <laughs> well, sometimes. Um, we know how other people's money works. I personally <laughs> don't know how my own money works, judging by my yeah. monthly expenses. Um, and despite its shockingly high Rotten Tomatoes reviews, uh, how much do you think it grossed total worldwide? Let's call it $38 million. Oh, still close without going over. It was only $41 million. So JJ did make his money back, but only <laughs> barely. Oh. <sighs> Sorry, JJ. They oh. can't all be winners. They can't all be lost. Um, I think he's probably okay with his, uh, his Star Wars money that he's rolling around in. So I'm sure he didn't even notice $38 million missing. <laughs> Um, all right. I have two. Well, I have two, two bits of trivia that you did not share <laughs> since you were just running the show this week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Um, I'm sorry. The, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is she doing? <laughs> trivia is my thing this week. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I love you. Yeah, I love you. It's forgiven. Um, so, of course, I did have to find a uh, a Blorbo-related bit of trivia, which is that for his two lines of dialogue of and his three seconds of screen time, this was actually Joseph Quinn's feature film debut. <laughs> was the Aww. first real movie that our baby boy was in. Um, so I actually love it even Aww. more for that. Because it was such a tiny okay. part. <laughs> it was so small. Yes. It was so small, but he did have lines. I mean, there he could have been one of the nameless, nameless, faceless, yeah. lineless grunts that gets blown up, but he yeah. wasn't. He had lines and a face and a name, and then he died three minutes into the film. Um, <laughs> And then the other one was, and I couldn't find out why they did this. We can speculate if you want. Uh -huh. Um, There was no use of the swastika in this film, any time yes. they should have been used for like historical accuracy, instead it was the Wendahorn rune, um, which I don't really know the the relevance yes. of. Did do we know? I I tried to look I it up either, about why that was. I'm sure it's affiliated. Yeah, I I mean I think I've seen other people. Like I saw people kind of like speculating on like Reddit and stuff about why they didn't use swastikas. And some of it's like, well, we don't want to use that symbol anymore. Like even historically accurate, like we've seen it enough. And considering it's making it. That's fair. Comeback. I, I don't I, I think, don't blame um, any. <clears throat> Good. Yeah. 
The Wendehorn rune uh, allegedly represents life and death respectfully, mm-hmm. or the combination of life and death, so probably just for like the scientific, there's more oh. emphasis on science and life and death and bringing Zombie, people back. Juicy so zombies. Nazis are just zombie zombie worshippers. Yeah. Juicy zombie worshippers. Um, kind of like in Captain America, for instance, when they weren't <laughs> Nazis, they were Hydra <laughs> with their incorrect logo. Don't get me started. <laughs> their Hydra logo is a fucking octopus. Whatever. Um, whatever. That's that's all the trivia that I had was that they ripped they ripped off Captain America without realizing it. Or maybe with realizing it. I don't know. Um, and that brings us to AO3 tags. Yes. Two simple ones for me. Angst with a happy ending. Okay. And then alternate mm-hmm. universe zombies. <laughs> all right. Well, I have a couple. Obviously, it would be major tags, major character deaths. Yes, please. Because all of them. <laughs> all of them. Major character death, basically. Uh, found family. Non-con slash dub con for that, you know, that one part. Uh, And then Uh, this might not be a popular ship, but I could see it taking off of like voice forward, friends to lovers, enemies to friends to lovers. I could see it. I could see people shipping it. Yeah. Personally. That's all I got. Yeah, with a little side of Tibbet Rosenfeld. That would be cute. Yeah. Be cute. I think I could I could see that. Yeah. Their families would not approve of each other, but they would be so cute. I know. It would be so cute. So yeah, all right, we'll ship them too. Why not? Yes. Also, I do feel like if people Why were not? shipping Rosenfeld if people were shipping Rosenfeld and Tibbet, I don't think that Chloe would have a happy ending because I feel like Chloe would be fridged and fit and fanfic so that Paul could be orphaned. Chloe would get and Tibbet, She would get Sarah yeah. and then Tibbet and and Rosenberg could take care of Paul, which is fine. I mean, it's not fine. Mm. That's that's a terrible thing that we do in fanfic, but I feel like it would happen a lot. Uh, yeah. It would be unnecessary because, you know, you can just fold as many people as you need to into your found family. There's no rules. So just be glad that this isn't very popular on AO3, I don't think. (laughs) I didn't look. I I don't I know I know this. I know that there's there's Grunen Grunenhauer or whatever the fuck is Joseph Quinn's character's name. I know there's fanfic about him. Um because of course there is. (laughs) Because of course there is. It's not a lot, but there's some. Yeah, it exists. (laughs) Don't worry. Any character he's ever played. Ever. Because of course I have. All right. Do you want to know what we're watching next week? (laughs) I would love to know what we're watching next week, please. Um, I'm sorry that you asked for something clean, because what we are watching next week is Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. Diego okay. Luna. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Just the word "dirty" is even in the title, so I couldn't. I couldn't say it's a clean film. I have it's no fine. idea. I I know that it's for. We are watching it for Diego Luna, and I know it's terrible. <laughs> so I can't wait. 
beliefs in the film is metaphorical. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, all right, but that's all I have for the for the FGFC this week. Any closing thoughts? <sighs> I just know I want you to I want you to say it. I want you to say the line. I want you to enjoy it because I got to enjoy it too much the first time. <laughs> Jesus, we got to put a bell on this little fucker. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Bye. Bye.